When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world, of course. Now join me for the journey, will you? Today, we're going to talk about that thing, that thing, that thing you need if you say you're going to have a business. Money, moolah, dinero, de l'argent, au canet. And I've got the perfect guest to slip you some gold on that topic. Marquita Miller, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. How are you today? I am fantastic. Okay, Marquita, so let's hit them big right from the beginning. All right. What is the gigantic gold nugget that you brought with you today regarding a speaker and their money? So one thing you have to know is that you are not just, you do not have a profession. You want to strive to have an enterprise. You are a business, not just a professional speaker. You have an enterprise, profession. It's different. Wow. Listen, that that is huge. That's big. And I want to dive deeper into that. But let's tell them a little bit about who you are. Marquita Miller Joshua absolutely believes in the power of now. She loves to share how others can unleash their purpose and potential to achieve greater results as a speaker and also the owner of an accounting business, she deals with money. So it would only be natural that her client list and mentions includes the IRS, along with others like the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation. She's passionate about people. And if you want to experience energy and someone who's just going to make you want to succeed, go to Marquita. Marquita. So we're talking about money here. I don't know if I like money all that much. I mean, at least not to deal with it, but uh, I like getting it. (laughs) (laughs) That's common. (laughs) Yes. What piqued your interest? What made this an area of passion for you? Well, I will tell you, this goes really a long way back. Like I'm talking like to the seventh grade of my dad asking me, are you an asset or a liability? And I'm like, I just want to be whatever it takes to go skating right now. That's what I want to be. So hearing those terms at a young age and being exposed, that's really what piqued my interest into accounting. And so I'd later go on to be an accountant, um, to own an accounting firm, to expand in that and to then get asked the question of, can you help me? Can you come and talk to my group about accounting? Can you talk to us about money? Can you talk to us about how to start a business, sustain a business? And there we have the story of how we've come about in the wow. short version. Wow. So you have not only given us your passion, but you just gave us some parenting advice just now. Parents, if you want to have somebody that is going to take care of your money when you get old, start whispering assets and liabilities. Uh, <laughs> <to> the you <laughs> speak to your children. It does exactly. good or bad. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Marquita, you're a speaker. I'm a speaker. And you deal with speakers quite a bit. And 
I, I don't know when people are listening to this episode, but we're recording it right at the top of the year right now. And so you constantly give speakers advice for how to deal with their money, but they probably don't listen or they come to you and they've made some mistakes. What do you find are the top three things that you continually have to tell speakers with regard to their money? Number one is understand the business side of your business. And so uh, with speakers, professional speakers, the tricky thing is that oftentimes they're passionate. They love to speak. And then that love and passion for speaking, they don't realize that there's another part that they have to tend to, which is the business of the business. If you don't take care of the business, then you will not be able to be on the stage and your voice and your message will not be heard because it's important for you to take care of the business side of your business. And so when I say the business side of your business, that is, you know, the top of the year people are excited about. And I'm one of those, you know, your one word for the year, your goals for the year. But at some point you have to stop and say, what were my numbers from last year? What was my performance from last year? It's like going to the doctor. The doctor checks all your pulses and your, your blood pressure and your sugar and all these levels so that they can give you an indication of your finance, of your physical condition. You have to stop to say, let me examine the, the financial condition of my performance as a business enterprise owner last year. And then taking that data it comes right into the new year because just the same way you look at and professional speakers do that. How many speaking perfect deals did I do last year? How many stages were on? How many books did I sell? Well, you some of those questions really do lead to the financial condition, but looking at them in a drill down method of your number, your revenue, your expenses, your taxes. And then you can say, now, this is where I was at last year. What were the reasons? Is that where I expected to be at? Where do I really desire to be at in this year? And listen, I love a bold goal. I am your bold goal girl. Wow. But at the midst of it, you have to say, okay, this is what I have set out to do for this 2023 year, but this is what I did in 2022. And I bet you your goals in 2022 may have been a little bit bolder than the results that you had in some cases. Then you have to ask yourself the hard questions. Why did I not hit the number? Yeah. Why are the expenses this amount? And when you ask you, we've all heard the same. When you ask the better question, you get a better answer. And those answers, when you ask the questions of your financial condition and the business side of your affairs, it really will lead you to make decisions that are vital to your financial success in this year. And that could be, maybe you need another legal structure. I mean, we're approaching, you know, at the top of the year, we're approaching tax season, and a lot of folks will get their tax bills in their surprise. And, you know, you see it all over social media. Sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I got my tax bill, and I'm so surprised. How that equates what I hear when I hear that is you did not have a plan. Right. You didn't have a strategy. So you you just gave us uh, something to, to focus in on. But as a speaker, sometimes money's not my forte. And you say to review the numbers from the prior year. Yes. If I'm speaking with my bookkeeper, my, my CPA, what are some buzzwords or what are some things that I should really be looking out for? as I evaluate last last year? Is it just the bottom line number? What what should I be looking for? Number one, Robert, you said the, the thing that I think that you knowing this, it was natural for you to say bookkeeper, accountant, CPA, financial reports, but that's the first thing for so many uh, professional speakers and business owners, period. They don't understand the need to have 
have accounting <laughs> records. So yeah. we have to back up to the main thing. There, you need to have accounting records so that you can run a report of a profit and loss statement. Mm-hmm. The profit and loss statement, or referred to sometimes as an income statement, will show you what came in on the top line right? and the different sources of revenue. And then we'll also show you how did you spend that money? What were the expenses that went out from the standpoint? And then it will show you your bottom line. If the expenses are higher than the revenue, then we have a loss. Mm. And if the revenue is greater than the expenses, then we have profitability. And so you want to look at those individually from the revenue from the standpoint and then as well as expenses and then i always say then you can get into the sizzling stuff like what's my ratio you know what's my 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 profitability margin but before you can get there really to be honest you have to go back to the very beginning do you have financial statements do you have financial tools and so for those that are saying you know I don't even have a profit and loss or an income statement, and I don't certainly have one of those things Robert talked about, like a bookkeeper or a CPA, then, you know, figure out about QuickBooks. QuickBooks is a very easy uh, financial tool that um, I'll not say necessarily say easy, but it's a, it's a readily available, accessible financial tool that you can use. Because if it's not, if the information is not put in right, then the information comes out wrong. So I'm not going to say easy, yeah. but you want to get some kind of tool to support you understand your numbers. How will you review them if you don't have a mechanism? And that kind of even goes back further to making sure you have a business account, a business checking account that is not commingled with all of your personal affairs that is truly dedicated to the business income and expenses. Those are some of the practical, easy one, two, three. And when I say easy, money can have a lot of, um, um, emotions around it, you know, from yeah. upbringing and how you experiences. And sometimes, like you mentioned, some people love to make money, but they don't like to talk about it. And they certainly don't want to examine it. They're like, as long as I can keep use my debit card, I must be winning. No, <laughs> you really want to have a mechanism that allows you to examine and inspect yeah. what you expect. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've allowed you to go through all of your tips yet, but I'm thinking about things as you as you bring up this, this great information here. One of the things that I've had happen to me in business is in my search for a bookkeeper, I had an offshore bookkeeper one year or a couple of years, and they did some things differently than my CPA expected them to be to be done. And it kind of messed me up for a few years. So especially I think let's center this in the United States here. Yeah. If I'm look if I don't have a bookkeeper currently, if I don't have a financial team currently, what are some of the questions I should be asking? What should I be looking for as I move towards hiring or bringing a financial team on on board for my business? The number one thing is you first have to determine what part you're willing to release Mm -hmm. because we're talking about money and for some people they're like no i would never give my business checking account to bank statements to someone if you will not do that then you're probably not hiring a bookkeeper or a cpa you may hire someone to review your financials because that means you're going to take ownership Mm -hmm. on inputting the information so you have to really determine what am i willing to give up 
Wow. And then you have to determine once you say, you know what, maybe I have some some myths around giving up my my banks, my business bank statements because I don't want other speakers or then figure out who you can trust and you can build a relationship with. Because that's typically what I find when people don't want to do it because they have a lack of trust or they feel there's a fear around someone's going to see my numbers and say, oh, wow. I would have imagined you to did better than that. And they don't understand the realities. So you have to find someone that you're going to trust. And then you have to understand what do you want from them, from the standpoint, what is their role? Because you can hire someone um, to, you can think they're being a bookkeeper and you're really just, ha- you just have a tax professional. If the only time you see the individual is to process your tax returns, you do not have an accountant. You do not have a bookkeeper. You have a tax professional. And so depending upon that tax professional's bandwidth, maybe they go to the next level of giving you tips of things you need to do better, but you only are touching your finances. That person's only touching your finances what at that time of year for doing taxes and if you're talking to them during the peak time then you're probably not even getting the best of them because they're at the busiest time so that's why i say number one what do you desire from them and then once you decide you know i am comfortable giving my information out i always say start with finding somebody that that understands your business model number one Mm -hmm. number two someone that you can understand because they can be ever so brilliant, but if they're not able to give you the knowledge in bite size that you understand so that you can execute from it, because financial tools are all about resources for you to execute as a result. So you want someone that can help you drill down and they're not talking over you, that they're taking the time and they're certainly not just producing reports. Cause see, that's another thing. If you're like, I just need someone to do the reports. I don't want them to give me information. You give me the reports, I'll take it from there. You could probably create the reports yourself. Yeah. So that's really key. So let's let's hammer this home. I want you to take us to school here because we brought we brought up three terminologies here. You've said tax professional, uh, certified public accountant or accountant. Well, certified mm-hmm. that's a, that's a different thing. Yeah. And you've also s- talked about bookkeeper. Give us the the cliff notes for those three. What are the roles and responsibilities? Do I need all three? Do I need just one? What, what, how does that work? Got you. So, um, so let's say bookkeeper. Bookkeeper typically, you may mention about having someone offshore help with accounting. A bookkeeper may not be doing that. They're just literally keeping the books. They're the keeper of the books. They're just putting data in. It may be receipts in, information in. It does not necessarily mean that the information is being put in according to general accounting principles from that standpoint. Yeah. They're just doing data. They may not have the the skill set. Now, I'm not I'm not all bookkeepers, not all are created equal. Some bookkeepers actually have the knowledge, but they just didn't go to school to become an accountant. So from that standpoint, a bookkeeper is typically um, just entering the information. You're going to take the information and do something with that after there. Then you have accountants. Accountants are individuals that some, most of the time have some form of accounting degree, if it's a bachelor's, a master's, and they specialize in making sure that they're producing, um, creating financial statements, not just giving you information from that standpoint. Then you have certified public accountants. A certified public accountant, here's the catch, a certified public accountant may not even do taxes. Mm, there may be wow. certified, a CPA, certified public accountant, but they may be specialized in audits. Wow. So your certified public accountant may have to work closely with your accountant, who's the person creating the financial statements. Because typically the person who audits the financial statements cannot prepare 
the financial statements. But then there's some crossover. You find that there are some certified public accountants that do not do audits, and they actually do a lot of what accountants do. They use their certified public accountant um, designation to create gap formatted financial statements and to do analyzing the financial data and then you have tax professionals. Just because you do it, just because you're a bookkeeper, just because you're an accountant or a certified public accountant does not mean that you are a tax professional. And so a tax professional is the individual who's going to make sure that the data that is provided by those individuals gets inputted for tax for your tax returns, for your federal, for your state, local. Um, sometimes it can be sales tax. And even with tax professionals, some tax professionals do not do sales tax. And when you're talking about professional speakers, you could be talking about products. So even in the midst of, and then I'm going to throw another term at you, Robert, for another is an enrolled agent. An enrolled agent is a type of tax specialist that specializes in tax resolution and their enrolled agent is the only professional designation that's issued by the Internal Revenue Service. So in all of them, I can tell you, I've met some bookkeepers that are phenomenal accountants and tax professionals. I've met some tax professionals that are for, that are phenomenal when it comes to bookkeeping and accounting. The key is to ask the person you're talking to, what is the service that you're going to provide me? Wow. And get an engagement letter because people go in expecting, oh, this person is a bookkeeper, so they're going to take care of all of my things, my taxes, my accountant, if I need an audit because I get a business loan and my bank needs an audit done, they're going to be able to do all of that. And that may not be the case, or it might be the case that the bookkeeper has an amazing team that can help you get all those things done. But the key is to ask to the professional, that you're working with, what is their area of expertise? Wow. And what gaps that they have, and if they have a team member in the industry that fill those gaps in, because most of the time, every, not one person is all things, mm -hmm. and you wanna make sure that you understand what you're getting, what the engagement is, because I cannot tell you the number of times I meet people and they're like, my accountant's not helping me. And I'm like, well, do they have, you have financial statements? No, I got the tax return. They were not your accountant. They were your tax professional. And they did a very great job of doing what you engaged them to do. They did your taxes. Wow. Wow. Marquita, this has been so fantastic. You've given us so much good knowledge. I, I wanted to say that they're nuggets or gold nuggets like we shared from the beginning. One of the things that one of that my CPA shared with me a couple of years ago, and I want you to go into this for some of the newer speakers or some of the speakers that may have been speaking a while, but haven't really organized their business. So I organized or registered my business as an LLC partnership in the beginning or early. And my CPA said to me, hey, you really ought to consider the benefits of doing your business as an S-Corp. And so those are terminologies that maybe speakers don't really understand the difference of or the benefits of. So especially as we are at the top of the year, what are some of the things with regard to how we are registered or organized that speakers really should be pushing towards or considering? You have hit the hot button, Robert. Okay. Oh, so yes. Entity uh, structure, legal structure, entity classification. So 
LLC, limited liability um, company, is still a hot buzzing word. And many people think, oh, I can do my own LLC. It's very easy. I don't need to hire someone. Well, most of the time they're talking about phase one of the LLC, which is the articles of organization with the Secretary of State's office. But there's much more involved when it comes to your legal entity. Number one, you need to really, you know, we're going to hit those. I'm coming back to the negative numbers. You got to understand where your profitability is because you can have four people in a room and they're all LLCs, right? but they could all be filing taxes a different way. One could be an LLC taxable as a partnership. One could be an LLC taxable as a C-Corp. One could be an LLC taxable as an S-Corp. And the other one could be an LLC taxable as a sole proprietor. Wow. How about that? They're all the same LLC. They also have the same legal shield and protection, but their taxes could be done on four different forms. Here's the real catch with two different tax due dates because some of those are due March 15th and some are due April 15th. But the only way for you, a business owner that is running an enterprise, because we're all running an enterprise here, we settled that on the first half, right. is for you to understand your profitability and say, now based upon my profitability, what's the best taxation structure for me? Should I be maybe an LLC taxable as an S-Corp where now I get a W-2 from my business with taxes withheld because you have to take a reasonable and customary salary, a salary if you're an LLC taxable as an S-Corp or a C-Corp, there's some salary requirements in there from that standpoint. Or should I stay an LLC as a sole proprietor where I'm able to take owner's draws, but downfall on owner's draws, I don't get to deduct those. So it's really, I'm going to pay taxes on that at tax time. Or as you mentioned, maybe it's a husband and wife team or there's another person involved in the business and you're an LLC taxable as a partnership. The only, there's only right way to determine what's correct for you is if someone is looking at your numbers and they're saying based upon your business performance and your profitability, you would benefit from being this entity. Then they need to take in consideration also, what are the plans that you have for your personal household? I mean, many people they'll say, you know, this is the year I really want to purchase a home or I want to refinance a home and I can't get that done as an LLC taxable as a sole proprietor because I don't have verifiable income. Understanding your goals, your personal goals play into what the proper legal structure is for your company. Wow. Wow, that is so good. I hope that our listeners were sitting here with, with notes <laughs> and, and with pen and pencil and whatever it is, because that segment alone can really define how you operate over the course of, of the next year. So giving us that information, Marquita, what would you say is, considering where we are in, in history, in time, what would you say is the next big step that most speakers need to consider from a money perspective? From a money perspective is really going to be tax planning. Mm -hmm. If the only time you are looking at your tax numbers is once you're in the current year and it's time to file taxes, then you're, you're, you're not a high performer mm -hmm. and you're not really um, being a good steward of the money that you're making from what you're doing. You really want to look at tax planning and tax strategies. And in order to do that, 
I know I keep coming back to this terminology. You have to have financial reports and you want to do that in the year before the tax return is due. And so really, ideally, your third and fourth quarter of the year should be around structure. I mean, your tax planning, your tax strategy from that standpoint to analyzing, okay, what does it look like you're going to end this year at? And what are strategies that you can take to legally minimize your tax liability. Those are important factors and conversations to have because if you're just allowing the tax results, if the time when you find out what your tax balance due or results are is at the time of tax season, then I can tell you you're not a um, accelerated performer at that from that standpoint. You really do want to get in charge. Take Just like you take charge of the microphone, take charge of your finances and have a tax strategy conversation, tax planning strategy conversation. So therefore, you are, are dictating the results of your tax return based upon the moves and the strategies that you bring into play. Because there are lots of tax strategies that you can take advantage of. Wow, that's so good. We've instituted a an audience engagement feature to our show that I need you to help me kick off here. Okay. So we're going to have the audience send us a response to this question. You're going to ask them a question. And when she asks the question, I need you to respond by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail so that you can leave us, you can send us your response and we'll play some of those responses on the next episode. So Marquita, go ahead with the question that you have for our audience. Okay, so the question is, I'm going to go back to my golden question I talked about was the fact that you have a business enterprise. From your business enterprise, what percentage of revenue comes from just comes from speaking from the keynote or the speaking, but also from the other sources of revenue? Because in an enterprise, you're not just making money from the stage. You make money, you should make money from beyond the stage. So what are your percentages? Are you 50% revenue from speaking and maybe 20% from product or 30% from consulting? Or maybe you're a brand influencer and you monetize that. What are your percentages? that you make as a result of being a having a professional speaking enterprise. Fantastic. We want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts and your responses by going to www.speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Marquita, where can people get in touch with you? Where can they engage you? How do they reach you? Well, I am on social media, of course, Facebook, all of those sites, Marquita Miller Joshua, also website, MarquitaMillerJoshua.com. Any of those, you will be able to connect with me. I'm very active on those medias. I would love to chat further, have conversations um, with anyone about taking ownership of the business side of your business. I love it. Today's show has been so good. Or should I say it's been so gold? Marquita, I'm glad. There we go. I'm glad you've been here with us. And for you, our listeners, I'm pumped that you've been here too. Do me a favor. We've just cracked the surface. Take the gold that you've gotten today and dig for more. The deeper you go, the more you'll grow. Execute on the knowledge that you've received here today. And don't forget, follow the motto. Speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.